0: As we get underway of the Bill Michaels show on a Wednesday, halfway through it. I just can't wait to get to Saturday. I don't know about you. I mean, we got to get through the next few days, obviously tomorrow night, a reminder, we're going to be at club Paragon on highway 100 in Greenfield tomorrow night. We're going to be there from uh, six to eight Thursday night. The Bill Michael's huddle is back. It's brought to you by our friends at Bud light, the official beer sponsor of the Bill Michaels sports talk network. So tomorrow night, Thursday night, we're going to the Bill Michael Suttle back out at uh, Club Paragon, Highway 100 in Greenfield. Saturday night, it's the watch party. We're all going to get together and we're, you know, I returned to Milwaukee. We're we're excited about it. So we're going to be out in the bow. We're going to be at Fox's on South 76th Street in Greenfield coming up on Saturday night. Come on out, watch the game. We have the Green and Gold postgame show live in person, so to speak. Mike Clemens is going to be at Lambeau, Ben Kenny producing the show in Madison. I'll be out there at Fox's. And we're going to have a great time. And Bud Light's giving away a bunch of stuff. Fox's has given away a bunch of stuff. Some great drink specials going on on Saturday night. So all kinds of reasons to come out and hang out with us. This Saturday night, Fox's, South 76th Street in Milwaukee in Greenfield. And uh, we're going to have a fun time. So hope to see you there. Looking forward to it. In the meantime, Aaron Rodgers was asked, how much does this playoff run? This is, goes back to the beginning of the show when we started talking about legacy. How much does this run? play into the legacy uh, of him as an NFL quarterback.
1: It's all a part of it. Success is often based, you know, for quarterbacks on championships won a lot of times. I think success individually is much more than that. And failure on the, on the flip side of that failure is, is not, uh, in my opinion, shouldn't be based solely on, on your losses and your failures, your mistakes, your low points, it's uh, so much more than that. It's it's mindset. It's an approach. Just a total package. But I understand that in our business, so much of it is focused on the wins and losses, especially in the playoffs, Super Bowl rings and all that stuff. I understand that's part of uh, my legacy. I'll be judged on when I'm done playing. And every year is important when it comes to furthering your legacy. Uh, I take a lot of pride in the success that we've had and that I've had. And I hope we can add to it both from a how-we-judge standpoint and, and how-we-judge-ourselves standpoint.
0: Um, how, When you look at the game between the 49ers and the Cowboys, the 49ers did a fantastic job at really shutting down CeeDee Lamb and Amari Cooper. Um, so I want to get Roger's perspective as to what he saw on film, and then I want to give you my take on it. But uh, what did he see as to how the 49ers were able to shut down CeeDee Lamb and Amari Cooper, and will that apply to, say, you know, Devontae Adams and company on Saturday night? They're
1: going to have a plan for what we do offensively, and they had a plan. We played them week three. You know, they're well-coached on both sides of the ball. I'm sure they'll be ready for a lot of stuff that we're, uh, we're doing, we're trying to do, and it just comes down to execution in those moments. And I think there's some opportunities for for those guys the other night, but it comes down to execution. And then the and, uh, Cowboys didn't execute. The Niners defense did. Uh, kept them out of the end zone uh, for much of that game coming to Lambeau on our field and our weather, you know, we feel good about the product we've put on the field and we got to go out and execute one more time.
0: Now, when you, uh, think about what happened between the Cowboys and the 49ers and what the 49ers did, Troy Aikman said San Francisco rushed four guys for the most part, they blitzed occasionally, but they're a four man rush football team. But a lot of times when you say that, then you think they're playing coverage. They mixed in some coverage, But there was a lot of single coverage on C.D. Lamb, and I hate going back to when I was playing because nobody cares. But what I see around the league, it's not just Dallas. I've seen it with a lot of teams, he says. A lot of these offenses want to scheme things. The coordinators, it's all about scheme rather than the corner is playing soft. He's scared to death. Just run a route tree, run a comeback, run a dig route, run a curl, run anything. You're going to complete a pass whenever you want. Michael Irvin would have had 10 catches at halftime if they played us uh, that way, the way they played CeeDee Lamb in that game. The game is not that difficult. If I've got a great player at wide receiver and a corner is playing him single coverage, throw him the damn ball, he's going to win most of the time. One of the other things, and and, and Troy Aikman's 100% correct. I know many of you don't like Troy. Okay, I get it. But he's 100% correct. Here's the other thing. What they did up front with the four-man rush, whether it was just straight on or whether it was stunts, what have you, they got home and they rattled Dak Prescott. It's Dak Prescott. So for what they were capable to do to Dak, they're not going to do the same thing to Aaron Rodgers. Unless you're bringing him down consistently, you're not doing the same thing to Aaron Rodgers. You're just not. And if you want to play man coverage on the outside, soft man on Devontae Adams, good night. If you want to play now, pick your poison because let's just say MVS is back. Well, he can get downfield. So are you going to play press man or soft man on the outside with, with Devontae and on Marcos Valdez Because if you're going to have, say, a safety over the top in in, in help coverage on Devontae's side, well, that's going to free up MVS. And if you do that, then you've got over the middle with Lazard, with Cobb, with the with the Guara. So, I I agree with what Troy Eggman's saying. If this is what they're going to do and the way they're going to play it, we may not like it because it may drive us nuts at times because sometimes those 50-50 balls. They're just that. They're 50-50 and they'll fall to the ground. And, and it drives you crazy, especially in short situations. But that's what you do. Go get them. Go after them. Uh, Rodgers was asked how many times um, Mercedes Lewis, Mason Crosby, Randall Cobb, um, when you talk about these veterans, how many more times in their career do you think they're going to get a shot like this?
1: I think football mortality is something that we all think about. And we all think about how many opportunities we're going to be afforded moving forward. Each one is special. Each season is different and, and unique in its own way, as has this one been. There's four teams left on the NFC side. We're one of them. We get to host playoff games. Uh, this is a special opportunity uh, we're not going to make it bigger than it uh, than it is. We've gotten this far being level-headed and even-keeled and not riding a roller coaster of emotions and we're going to keep on doing the same thing. So if it was good enough to get us this far, it's good enough to get us past this point. So I'm excited about our opportunity, excited about the leadership we have on the football team, excited about the guys coming back and excited to have a full full crowd uh, this year as opposed to as uh, opposed to last year, uh, hoping for a loud crowd that it has a nice, enjoyable afternoon. Maybe it doesn't go too hard to leave some, you know, some room for some enjoyment from like 7 to, you know, 1030 p.m. on uh, on Saturday night. So uh, it's an exciting opportunity to be back at Lambeau for a playoff game in primetime.
0: Um, so did you get that? He's talking to all the people that are out there that are listening that he's like, hey, go, go get it. Go get it but leave a little room for enjoyment during the game. So, in other words, you get loud, you get crazy, and uh, it, it will make a difference as opposed to having the NFC championship game like they did last year at Lambeau Field in front of a, a sparse smattering, I guess. Uh, does he feel that he's a, he's better today than he was 10 years ago as a leader and a teammate?
1: I think that's an accurate statement. I, I think I, I'm definitely proud of that. I learned a lesson as a young player from Joe Philbin. And he was really instrumental in helping me kind of see things that maybe I didn't see that my intense desire to be great could be misconstrued at times as me getting on my teammates. And I always wanted to be cognizant of that and and never liked showing anybody up or being shown up and realize I need to do a better job of leading by example. So through my mistakes and, and failures, I think in that area, I definitely grew up a lot. And I think over the years, you can get a better understanding of players and, and how to best relate to them. Uh, kindness and love goes a lot farther than uh, frustration and uh, getting on somebody's ass uh, pretty hard. Some guys can take it. Like Lucas Patrick is one of the most mentally tough guys I've been around. And there are times when I kind of got to get on him a little bit when it's stuff that I know he knows and, and is better than and other guys, you just can't treat the same way. That's the beauty in leadership. You have to understand how to push the right buttons on guys to get them to respond in the right way. And I'm, I'm proud of uh, of my ability to listen and grow. I'm thankful, deeply thankful to guys like Joe Philbin and Tom Clements and Alex Van Pelt who've helped me understand uh, that facet of leadership and, and being a quarterback. And, you know, I think when you're, when you're depositing uh, love and kindness and appreciation and encouragement and support, um, that definitely makes up for the, the occasional withdrawals of uh, frustration. But uh, I think I've learned a lot of good lessons in that area and, and thankful to uh, have those lessons play out a little more often and guys see the love and kindness uh, rather than the competitiveness and the frustration and anger that might be uh might be designed for myself that could be misconstrued as me getting on them.
0: So, uh, speaking of guys that uh, enjoy the love and the kindness, uh, what was it like inside that locker room? Matt LaFleur informing guys that they're the uh, part of the all-pro team, but more so the inside linebacker getting after it, Devondre Campbell.
1: It was exciting. It was – Matt read it out. He said, there's three guys got first team. And I was thinking – well, me, Devante, and uh, it's maybe Rasul, or maybe Devondre. That would be amazing if it was Devondre. And when he said Devondre, everybody had this big smile on their face and was clapping and, and hooting and hollering for him just because we love that kid. We love him. I mean, he's such a great dude. Uh, he's been such an important part of what he's... Uh, what we're doing here. And the thing that I took the most pride in, I think, personally, was, you know, Matt was cool. Matt asked him to call the team up, so he brought it in. And he said, from day one, you guys made me feel important and special and a part of something special. And that that got to me, it really did. And the older you get, I think it's easier to get a little misty from time to time. You know, you can watch an episode of Afterlife or Ted Lasso and find yourself kind of crying to yourself (laughs) and going, man, this is this is really hit me at times. But but that moment definitely got me uh, because it's so important, I think, to, to myself and our leadership and the culture we've tried to create to make guys feel important, to make guys feel special, to make guys feel like they're a part of something. And I just feel like that's an underrated part of chemistry and culture that equates to winning. So for him to say that was was really cool to hear. And for him and what he went through really not being wanted by a lot of teams or any teams and people feeling like he you know, lost his step and didn't have it anymore. And then the Pro Bowl, which often you get selected maybe a year longer than you should and, and a year after you should, for him to not get to the Pro Bowl and to be voted first team All-Pro, I, I turned to Dave after the breakdown. I said, you got the Bakhtiari treatment.
0: No Pro Bowl, but all Pro. Um, when, when you continue on and you talk about after Devondre Campbell got the nod, you get back into the game when it comes to the Packers and the history with the 49ers and the Packers playoff games in the 90s and, and kind of losing to them in the last few playoffs. Is, is, is that what is the motivation this week, or are there other things that go into all of that?
1: Yeah, I mean, not not really any motivation. Um, motivation comes from within. I already have enough uh, motivation on that. Inspiration, you know, I did watch this rivalry growing up. Uh, one big moment that sticks out was uh, Young to T.O. Uh, for sure, and I think a lot of Packer fans talk about there being a, a fumble on that drive that wasn't uh, wasn't called, but. Yeah, I mean, this is one of those rivalries up there, up there with Dallas and, and San Fran on the NFC side, and then all of our divisional rivalries, obviously us in Chicago. Um, that's pretty special to the league, but no extra motivation. It's just, you know, I've, I've been been around, and played a lot of football. I understand uh, the history uh, of our uh, this rivalry, the history of us uh, against them, but these are uh, two different teams.
0: Uh, Let's do this. We'll step away. We'll take a quick break. We'll come back. We'll hear a little bit more from Aaron Rodgers, some Aaron Jones as well. This portion brought to you by our friends at Wabam, W-A-B-A-M, based right here in the state of Wisconsin. Go to getwabam.com. They have all kinds, all kinds of different cleaning products, from hand soaps to wipes, ceramic coatings, metal polishes, you name it, they've got it. If you're industrial, let's say you're a janitorial service, there is nothing better. And the best part about it is they are local. Free shipping. On orders of ninety nine, ninety nine or more, you can join Wabam Nation, become an ambassador, whatever it is. Go to W-A-B-A-M, getwabam.com. That is getwabam.com. And uh, tell Ryan to Stefano and the whole gang right here in the state of Wisconsin. We, uh, we appreciate the, them being a part of the program. Stay tuned. we got more of the Bill Michael Show next. Covering Wisconsin sports like a blanket, this is
2: the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network.
0: That Wisconsin has something for the world. The largest leader in the world right here in our own backyard. And it's in Big Bend, Wisconsin. That's road, track, and trail. If you're looking for a sled to get out and about on the snow, maybe coming up in the uh, in the riding season, uh, they've got UTVs, ATVs, side-by-sides, all kinds of stuff. Uh, when you talk about power sports, great place. Road, track, and trail. Go to roadtrackandtrail.com. That is roadtrackandtrail.com. And see everything that they have to offer. That's road to track dot com. Good people out there. Uh, so Aaron Rodgers getting back to the last few comments that he had, and I thought these were pertinent. I wanted to make sure we got these in. So he was asked uh, what we've been talking about all day with with everything that went on in the off season. Is this now? Is there a, this? It, has this created more of a sense of urgency for this postseason to reach a Super Bowl?
1: No, I'm not really. Um, every year, like I said, is unique and special and different. And there's challenges and excitements and motivators and inspiration from a lot of different things. I think just in the end, it, you know, if you have a sincere gratitude for where you're at, uh, the opportunity in front of you, the guys you get to come to work with every single day, gives you a good perspective on how to stay present how to stay in the moment how to enjoy things you know look for looking for the signs all around you and the opportunities for leadership and opportunities for growth and how to how and when to you know speak into someone's life or give them a, you know support inspiration they might need and then tending to yourself as well. You know, what, what, what do I need to feel my best going into Saturday? Um, what type of uh, balancing acts do I need to do off the field to make sure I'm ready to play when the, you know, when the game starts on Saturday? And uh, life is a learning process, and I've definitely learned a lot of lessons that I call on over the years uh, for weeks like this. When you get into the divisional round of the playoffs, and you're playing good teams and you get an opportunity to do something special.
0: Then he was asked, uh, "How does he put him when he talks about you know getting himself ready? How do you put him? How do you put yourself like in that zone, you know, uh, to get ready for a big game like this?"
1: I think what you want to do is have that flow state be a continual thing. Uh, the flow state is kind of the words that we've used to talk about being in the zone, whatever whatever that means. It's 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 really when. You're playing your best and the game seems to slow down a little bit. Uh, I think in general, you'd like to live like that as well, where life seems to slow down a little bit and you're able to kind of see things coming and anticipate things and be present uh, and show up for people. And I think there's a lot of crossover when you can do those things better in your personal life. Uh, Definitely, it's going to show up in your professional life And I think the more changes and growth you can make and show off the field, it's going to show up uh, in the right way from a leadership standpoint, and that always impacts how you play. And the more you can practice good habits off the field, the good habits that you want to show up on the field are going to show up as well. So it's a a full-time job, I think, to kind of stay in and around that flow state there's certain things you can do to try and tap into that. For me personally, it involves, you know, habits that I've formed over the years revolving around breathing and mindset and visualization and manifestation and things that are really important to me. Lessons I've learned on my own through trial and error, lessons from past coaches, lessons from conversations with uh, our team psychologist, uh, Dr. Carr. Um, So it's tapping in those resources, which can be people or experiences and, finding a way to have that show up in the most important moments on game day.
0: Then last but not least, uh, this is nuts and bolts, but without Bosa, without Fred Warner, and I think both guys are going to play, but if Nick Bosa can't go, if linebacker Fred Warner can't go, how different does this defense become?
1: Well, Without those guys, they were without them for much of that game against Dallas and there wasn't uh, a tremendous drop-off. Those guys are incredible players, all pro-caliber players, but they're a very deep team, and, and they've, you know, over the years have overcome a lot of injuries at in specific positions, and that's given them depth to fall back on should some of their super stud players go down. But they're both game-wreckers and, and fantastic players. I've you know, known Fred uh, since he was coming into the league, A lot of respect for him, how he plays, the way he goes about his business, uh, his exceptional talent, uh, but great instincts as well. Uh, Nick is, you know, he's a formidable uh, player, as as formidable as you're going to see in the league. I mean, he demands uh, attention, and he's strong at the point of attack. He's good against the run. He's obviously a great pass rusher, smart player, instinctual player. So, you know, if they're on the field, we got to count for them. If they're off the field, they're going to have guys in there who are pretty, pretty damn talented, too. So, uh you know, we'll be ready for whoever's ready uh, Saturday night.
0: Now, I did not expect Aaron Rodgers to go, you know what, between you and me, without Bosa and Warner, they suck. We expected that. So it's pretty much the answer you, you, you wanted to get or you figured you would get. Meanwhile, Aaron Jones uh, talked about the week three win over the 49ers. It was a big one for the
3: Packers. I think it was huge, uh, you know, just getting that win streak on. We had just won our first game the week before. So getting that win streak and getting everything rolling, it was huge on the implications of the the NFC and the standings. And uh, I'm glad we came out on top of that one. And uh, it has been a little while since we played them, but you can still look at their tendencies and see what has changed and what hasn't changed since you last played them.
0: One of the problems has been with this team that they get off to a slow start offensively and, uh, you know, Aaron Jones was asked, you know, so what do you need to do to get off of this? The last two playoff losses have not been good when you talk about the starts of the offense.
3: We got to be the tone setters from the jump. And I think that just starts off with us internally. You know, we we got to get that done.
0: Uh, and then you've got a guy like wide receiver slash now running back Debo Samuel. He talks about his ability to to, you know, handle the handle the football.
3: Uh he's versatile uh, out of the backfield When you line him up in the backfield, he can take it to the house when you hand it off to him. But he can also be used as a receiver out of the backfield, which is a mismatch on most linebackers. So um, that's another way to get him a mismatch. And I feel like they do a good job of finding ways to get him the ball.
0: So the the, the big thing for this game and an NFC championship game should it be held at Lambeau Field as opposed to last year, is now there's fans. And the fans are being asked to go crazy. You're asked to get loud. You're being prompted by Aaron Rodgers. You're being prompted by Matt LaFleur. Make this a determined home field advantage. So he, you know, Aaron Jones talked about what they feel it's going to be like to have fans finally back for the playoffs.
3: Makes a huge difference. Uh, You can feel the energy. You can feel the juice that our fans bring. I've been told by different players that this is one of the louder stadiums in the NFL. So um, we can definitely feel their energy and uh, we feed off of it. So uh, I'm glad to have everybody back in the stands.
0: And then uh, he was asked about Whitney Merciless, finally getting Whitney Merciless back and uh, coming back to practice this week and what it means to get him on the field as far as their depth goes.
3: I got stepped into a time machine. I was like, I don't think I've ever seen anybody come back this fast off of a, a bicep. So um definitely glad to have him back on the field with us. You know, he's a true veteran, a true leader. Even when he first got hurt uh, up until now, he was in, he was here every day working with us, talking to us, being a true leader. So just to have that that vet back on the field and some experience, I'm, I'm happy to have him back.
0: Now, the big thing for Aaron Jones, we've talked about this time and again, that it, as long as he has his legs, because he's not a power back, he's a quick back, and he needs that jump step. He needs that quick bite into the turf to get one direction back to the other and then that burst of speed through the hole. That's where he's so, so good. And sitting out of that Lions game, having an additional week off beyond that now, uh, he said, look, he, he really believes that sitting down for the Lions game, all did him some good.
3: I definitely feel like I got fresh legs. Uh, the value, you know, just being, I feel like you can be a little step faster and take a little bit more contact just because you're a little bit fresher. You've had time to get your body back up underneath you.
0: There you go. Exactly what I said. You're a little bit faster. You got a little bit more of a quick step because that's what he relies upon. Uh, A.J. Dillon, he just gets running downhill and he can take you down. But Aaron Jones needs that quick cut, that quick jump step, that, quick, that burst of acceleration. That's what makes him so good. And uh, when it comes to getting off to an early start, getting off to a fast start offensively, putting points on the board and not getting off to that first quarter slow start, the doldrums that they've had now, he said, look, it's important to get the game going Uh, between he and A.J. Dillon. They got to get the ball and they got to get it
3: moving. Like you said, it sets the tone. Uh, that means the guys up front are getting after it as well. And it, it takes pressure off of other people as well. It lightens the things up. They can't just go too high and play coverage. Now they, they have to respect the running backs and respect the run game.
0: You you got a run game. It changes things. Suddenly, safeties start leaking. Middle linebackers start leaking. Things begin to open up. Things downfield. Things on the edge. Just, you know, if you can burst it outside and get outside containment, Suddenly containment starts to, instead of just crashing on the quarterback, they have to wait. They have to hold their position, gives Aaron Rodgers a little more time in the pocket. Everything can be predicated off the, the run game. But we all know it's more of a West Coast style of offense, if you want to call it that, where they like to throw the ball more than they run the ball. So if they can be successful spreading it out a little bit and keeping the safeties at bay, and then you get the run game going, the Packers are really, really a tough team. To be. Uh, let's do this. We're going to step away, take a quick break, come back. We have another half hour of The Bill Michael Show on a Wednesday right after this.
2: Covering Wisconsin sports like a blanket, this is The Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network.
0: Good to have you back. Uh, I want to say hi to Chris, hi to Carson, Haley, Donald, all listening to us in Milwaukee on the big 920. Thanks so much. Tell your friends, tell your neighbors that we're back into the uh, Brew City. Uh, John listening to us, uh, in lacrosse. So, uh, Steve, by the way, I can't forget about Steve. Who's listening to us way up in rice Lake said, uh, are you coming back this year for the celebrity golf classic? You bet as long as Tom Kozer's is going to have us, you bet your ass is going to be back. Love that thing. That is just, uh, that's an absolute blast. It's one of the highlights of summer is the rice Lake celebrity golf tournament. I love, I look so forward to that. Just being in the area, um, coming up and doing the show, the night before, the the sponsor party out at uh, out at out at Cozer's house. Uh, you know, Turtleback is obviously a, a fantastic hidden gem golf course in the state of Wisconsin. So you, you bet. I love going to that. Absolutely love doing to it. Um, 877-867-1670. By the way, uh, a couple of people have stated, "Hey, Where else are you going to be watching the game on Saturday? I told you, I'm going to be down at Fox's. We're going to be at Fox's on uh, South 76th Street in Greenfield. Uh, but also... Uh, the honey badger said, uh, "We're going to be hanging out at uh, out at uh, Curly's Waterfront, out on the water in Pewaukee, and that's a great place too. If you can't make it to us, I completely understand. If you want to stay out in the Pewaukee area and you want to hang out by the lake and you want to watch those guys out there on the ice fishing uh, during the game or something, or maybe you got a shanty out there, you're going to come come in and warm up and watch the game and then head back out and see what uh, see what the tips have found." But uh, Curley's Waterfront Pub and Grill in Pewaukee, terrific place. Ryan and his staff are such good people. I I completely concur. Great place. Uh, 877-867-1670, 877-867-1670. Uh, so uh, last night, uh, Badgers, when uh, they got a win last night, uh, knocked off Northwestern. And, and now the anticipation begins. As students come back, as Ben Kenny uh, mentioned earlier, the students are coming back to campus And everybody's getting ready up, uh, geared up for Friday night. Friday night, big game, big contest. Uh, You've got Michigan State that's going to come a-calling. And this is, is can you believe the battle that's about to take place where we thought the Badgers would be and to where they are right now in college basketball? Just think about that for a minute. Because we didn't expect them to be here. Right? We didn't expect expect them to be at this point. But but damn, they're here. The Badgers are sitting right now uh, in the Big Ten, six and one. They're half game better than Michigan State. Now, Illinois also six and one. Illinois, though, on the season thirteen and four. Badgers fifteen and two overall. Uh, Michigan State fourteen and three. And Michigan State sitting at number fourteen in the country now. 14 in the country. Their last loss, by the way, was to none other than Northwestern. And they had Northwestern at home. So now you got a big one coming up. Uh, at, and that's on Fox, I believe is what it is. Fox Sports 1 coming up uh, from the Kohl Center on Friday night. So I, I, I'm, I'm excited for this. Uh, after last night's contest, Greg Gard... Uh, first of all, uh, I was telling you about Chucky a little bit earlier. The buzzer beater at the half—it was huge.
4: You know, we practiced those in our shoot around, and Chucky didn't make any in shoot around. Tyler made the only two that we had in our little competition we do with half court shots at at, at shoot around.
0: So there you go, talking about uh, talking about the uh, the half court shoot around, so to speak, when they do that. And Chucky Hepburn uh, bombing one away and dropping it like it's hot. And, which was solid. Uh, Guard also talks about Davis and how his competitive nature is kind of pushing the rest of the team right now.
4: How he competes in practice sends the message to his teammates. I mean, he he competes every day. The drills we do, the competition stuff we do so if things don't go his way he wants to get back in you know that's just how he's wired and we've got a lot of guys like that tyler's like that brad's like that you know and that helps because it, it permeates to the rest of the guys and and when you have those type of extremely competitive driven leaders on the front that that helps and spreads to everybody else
0: now they shot really well from beyond the arc against ohio state 43 and percent and that hot shooting carried over last night uh, they were, uh, six of eight from the three in the first half, nine of 17 overall. They finished the game shooting 52.9% from beyond the arc last night. And, uh, he talks about getting better looks on kickouts and knocking them down from beyond the arc.
4: It's something we've always emphasized. You know, everybody shoots threes better when the ball comes inside out because you're you got 10 toes to the target and you're ready. And so everybody practices in their driveway and growing up and, and then we've done a better job of getting into the paint. The key is to get in the paint and then, and then obviously make the decision from there, whether we have a post move um, or if it ends up having to be a kick out.
0: Uh, Johnny Davis, by the way, I don't know if you noticed, got the hell beat out of him last night. great guard talks about, uh, you know, either getting upset or frustrated that Davis not getting some calls. You know, I think he's, he's pretty
4: competitive. I mean, it's, for the most part, um, he's always directed it in the right way, in the positive way. And that's something we continue to talk about is you can't get frustrated. You know, you got to continue to move on to the next play and not let whatever did or didn't happen to you or for you affect you mentally going forward.
0: And in Tyler Wall, uh, when you got some bigger guys on you, you're kind of changing the way you play. You got to adjust a little bit. And Greg Gard talked about Wall and the adjustments that he's made. Yeah, and I thought it would
4: take him a little bit to adjust to that because obviously with the 6'10 kid on him, Barron, that was a little longer than what he had seen, and he adjusted pretty quickly. You know, he he started countering and and, uh, going to multiple pivots, and uh, he adjusted, I thought, pretty well pretty fast after the first possession.
0: And one of the other, um, you know, thought process going into the game last night down in Evanston was, uh, you know, not only is it going to be a physical game, but if it's going to be, get to the line, get some free charity stripe stuff. And they did that last night.
4: Well, we need to get to the line. I mean, that's that's regardless of opponent. And, you know, just uh, that's something we we have to emphasize and and talk about all the time. and, And obviously we tried to do that. That was in
0: one of the intentions of tonight, too. So there you go. Greg Guard after the win. And now Madison, Wisconsin, get up on that because here come Michigan State into the Kohl Center this coming Friday night. Um, this one is from Jason. It said, Hey, Bill, heard that Cobb is a go for Saturday. Have you heard that? Yes. Matt LaFleur stated that earlier today. He said that Randall Cobb, uh, most likely, yes, is going to play in this contest. He expects him to be playing in this contest coming up on on uh, Saturday night uh, for the for the Packers, so that was a piece of good news. Bakhtiari back at practice today. That also was a piece of good news. No other injuries. No other things to to discuss when it comes to to, to that particular realm. Um, also, Ryan says uh, Jones really needs to concentrate on holding on to the ball this postseason, and they need to use him as well. Remember last year, it was the big hit. He ended up going down uh, for the rest of that game and coming back. Uh, not until this coming season or this past beginning of this past season. Uh, he got hurt and was knocked out of this game, out of that game against Tampa Bay last year when he dropped the football. So that was a tide changing fumble. And I agree with you, Ryan. Uh, the The one thing, and I, I've said this over and over again, that can change the tide of this football game on Saturday night. Because I think pound for pound again, I think the Packers are the better team. The Packers should win. There, there's There's not many reasons why they won't. The only two things I think that would hurt them would be, what they call the gold zone, red zone offense, if they just don't stick with what gets them there. You know, that 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 could hurt them. And turnovers. Those are the only two things that I look at and I think, you know, if this team doesn't, if they don't hang on to the football, they're careless with it, uh, or they uh, they can't convert in the red zone and they continually settle for field goals and give San Francisco life, Um then San Francisco is going to believe that they can win. Uh, but other than that, I, I don't think there's any reason why the Packers should not win this game. It's Green Bay. It's mid-January, Saturday night, supposed to snow in the morning, be close to one degree at some point in the evening. The 49ers don't play in, uh, you know, the, they're, they're not getting a chance to play in AT&T Stadium. And, uh, yeah, for San Francisco, they're they're good. And they threw a, almost a perfect game at Dak Prescott. But Dak Prescott, in no way, is close to Aaron Rodgers. The Cowboys offensive line had a rough day keeping Dak from getting popped. No doubt. But Dak held on to the football. He was indecisive. He was a deer in the headlights. They ended up with four sacks in the first meeting with the, with the Packers. And they still lost because Aaron Rodgers just kind of came through late. So, I look, I, I think Aaron Rodgers and the Green Bay Packers are going to get the win. I just, I really believe that. 877 867 1670. Got anything to say? By all means, bring it. Have some phone lines available. And uh, we'll get back to it coming up next on the Bill Michael Show.
2: Ready? This is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. Now, in Green Bay, here's Mike Clemens. The Packers holding practice again today, getting ready for their game against the 49ers. I asked Matt LaFleur how the 49ers defense was able to nearly shut down the Cowboys' leading receivers, C.D. Lamb and Amari Cooper.
3: They do a great job of
0: coaching their guys, and then when you add that with the players that they have from a talent perspective, it makes it a challenge to to get the ball to some of your playmakers.
2: 49ers quarterback Jimmy Garoppolo is dealing with a sprained shoulder and a torn thumb ligament in his throwing arm, but says despite the short week, he'll be ready to play.
4: I mean, it's playoff football. We know what time it is, and there ain't uh, no time to rest right
2: now. San Francisco lost Nick Bosa to a concussion in the Dallas game and linebacker Fred Warner. I asked Aaron Rodgers how much do they mean to the 49ers defense?
1: Well, without those guys, they were without them for much of that game against Dallas, and there wasn't a tremendous drop-off. Those guys are incredible players, all pro-caliber players, but they're a very deep team, and and they've, you know, over the years have overcome a lot of injuries. But they're both game-wreckers and and fantastic players. I've, you know, known Fred uh, since he was coming into the league. You know, we'll be ready for whoever's ready uh, Saturday night.
2: And last night after practice, San Francisco's Fred Warner was asked how he re-injured his ankle against the Cowboys and if he thinks he'll be able to go Saturday night.
0: It was a change of direction. My,
1: my cleat got stuck in the ground, just the turf, and my ankle just kind of folded underneath itself, similar to how it happened in uh, Cincinnati. After that, was just sheer pain. So just the fact that the uh, MRI results came back great, you know, it was good news for sure. And just the way I've been feeling gives me a lot of confidence for Sunday or Saturday. Excuse me. <laughs>
2: (laughs) That's 49ers linebacker Fred Warner in Green Bay. I'm Mike Clemens on The Bill Michaels Show.
0: So the uh, San Francisco 49ers, Nick Bosa, still in concussion protocol, did not practice yesterday, not likely to practice today, waiting for the official word out of San Francisco. Bakhtiari back on the practice field again today. You've got everybody else, full participants. Uh, Marcos Vada Scantling was limited yesterday, limited still today, but yet back out there as well with that back issue. So they're taking it easy with him. Uh, you did have you just heard from Fred Warner in the uh, Mike Clemens report with the ankle. He was limited yesterday. He does expect to play. He does expect to play. Um. So that that's that's good for them. Now, how mobile he's going to be, we we'll have to wait and see. But he does expect to play, and you, I would assume nothing nothing less. I I I really believe that he is is uh, is going to be out there. Without a doubt. So uh, so San Francisco, look, they're going to score. They're going to put some points up. The Packers' defense might be a little bit stronger against the run than Dallas was last week. But the secondary, we know they can get dinked and dunked on. That Joe Barry defense can give it up and make you just pull your hair out. The rested Packers, though, should be a little more spry. Far better condition for the elements. We all know that. Uh, now, in a Yahoo uh, Sports story, they said the NFL format has an unfair advantage. No, if you earn it, you get that advantage. It's not unfair. It is the it is the brass ring per conference. You want the number one seed. You want to strive for that. I don't. This is this whole mentality of you know, when they change the overtime rules. Well, Peyton Manning and Aaron Rodgers didn't touch the football. Who cares? Your defense sucks. If you're not good enough to get the number one overall seed, then you're going to play. You know that going in. But if you are a good team and you strive to be the absolute positive best in your conference, you get rewarded for it. It's not unfair. It's a reward. And I get so tired of the negative side of it. Well, the Packers are getting ready. Who cares? Who cares if the Packers are wrestling? Nobody's talking about Tennessee. Why? Because Tennessee got there. They It was almost by default. I give Tennessee all the credit in the world. After Derrick Henry went down, they continued to win. They didn't look good for a short period of time, and then they started to put it all together. I give them all the credit in the world. But other teams around them started to, started to falter. They started playing one another in divisions, and, and good teams were knocking each other off. In the meantime, Tennessee just kept rising. They kept putting it together. And kudos to Vrabel for what he did. But it's a reward. It's not an unfair advantage. Uh, So, in in essence, Green Bay, for a little, if you want to say they've had three weeks off, they really haven't because uh, Aaron Rodgers and the starters played, short of a few guys, played in that game in, in Detroit. San Francisco, they played their fourth game away from Santa Clara in the last five weeks. And they had to play well against the Rams. Uh, That went into overtime. It had to deal with Dallas and all the drama and the emotion of that thriller. It had to deal with the physical style of Tennessee back in Week 16. And to take uh, this even further, uh, it's going to make six games away in two months. Wah! This is when they say travel, flight, lack of a break, and the cold weather always going to take its toll. And that's the reason the Packers are going to win. Not because the Packers are just a better team. Not because Jimmy Garoppolo is not anywhere near as good a quarterback, even when healthy, as Aaron Rodgers. Then you take into 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 the thought process that he's got a bad thumb and a slightly sprained shoulder. You know that they've got some guys that are missing. The fact that the Packers are getting healthier at the right time. You know, I've always said you got to be good. You got to be lucky. You got to be healthy, and you got to be hot. Things are trending in that direction right now for the Packers. Now, as far as the hot goes, they lost their final game. They lost the final game of the season, so they're not real like smoking hot, winning the last seven in a row or anything. But it just, it just, it angers me that they. It's almost like, well, the Packers will win, but they're not that good. They're going to win because they had a bye, and their opponent has to travel so much. And it, just, shut up. Who cares? That's loser talk. In other words, you're incapable of doing it, so you've got a built-in excuse to go cry. By the way, uh, the line uh, now. Ben, is the line still five and a half? I I thought it rose to six. I haven't seen anything new. Okay. Uh, Yahoo is saying that the line has now climbed to six. Packers giving away six. No, I see I, six I as well. Uh, do you? Okay, so the line has climbed to six. It was five and a half. Now it's six. Uh, they're picking Green Bay 30-20. I'm saying uh, Green Bay uh, 34-17. Even though I got this gut feeling it's going to be closer and I don't want it to be, but I'm saying 34-17. But, uh, but there you go. So uh, Anyway, that's just one of the things that bothered me and irked me a little bit today when I woke up and started reading articles about this matchup coming up. Coming up this weekend. Uh, When we get back at it tomorrow, we're going to continue to talk about the matchup, obviously. Tomorrow night, we're at uh, Club Paragon, Highway 100 in Greenfield. The Bill Michaels Huddle brought to you by Bud Light back tomorrow night. So come on out and join us then. We're going to talk a lot about the NFL. And also, we're going to get into some of the other games. You know, Mark Schofield, uh, previewing from NFLWire.com, going to be here and preview every game tomorrow. We're going to talk with him about that and uh, really get into the, uh, maybe take a good look at the AFC side of things. We'll have some other things up our sleeves as well for tomorrow, without a doubt. But that's kind of where we're going to go. Also, uh, we'll do a little bit of a preview anyway, maybe a look over the fence to what's coming between the Badgers and Michigan State, uh, maybe recap a little bit of the Bucks contest tonight back down at the five-serve forum, hoping to get themselves a win. And I did, during the show today, for those that were asking, I did connect my Instagram account to the Facebook fan page. So Ben, and I tested it by taking a picture behind the scenes here, uh, behind the microphone from where I sit at the setup. So it works, and I'll start using Instagram more. If you wanna follow me on Instagram, it's I think it's just the Bill Michaels on Instagram as well. It's that simple. Anything else to add to this thing, Ben? Uh, I don't think any of that's real until you do TikTok dance videos. Okay, well, at some point, I'll have to get really hammered and do something. And then when I do the TikTok dance video, you're the first person I will send it to, without a doubt. There you go. That'll do it. Another one in the books. Good stuff. Thanks to our friends at Sloppy Joe's uh, on Hubertus, in Hubertus. Joe had a really nice article written about Joe and Ellen Hennis, too, for all the community service work they do. But support them at Sloppy Joe's and at Smoke on the Water on Okachi Lake. Great place to eat. A lot of good fun and a lot of good people out there. Stay tuned. Time for us to go. Have a go. The Bill Michael Show Podcast. Listen, rate, subscribe.